Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Ian Frazier about how to help distributed teams connect virtually in an effective and meaningful way. Ian Frazier, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you joining me today. We're going to have a fun conversation focusing on workplace culture and employee engagement generally, but zooming in more specifically to look at distributed workforce, virtual teams, and how we can better connect people more effectively and in meaningful ways, creating healthy work environments when people aren't actually together uh, when, when they're working virtually. As we get started, I wanted to share Ian's bio with everybody. Ian Frazier is the co-founder and chief executive officer of The Go Game, the leader in team building and culture-driven games. Ian and chief technology officer Finn Kelly co-founded The Go Game in 2000 to bring fun to work through interactive games, events, and experiences that make employees feel connected and engaged. In 2020, The Go Game launched Go Remote, which creates dynamic digital environments that enable real engagement that goes beyond the market standard video conferencing tool. As a CEO, Ian is responsible for the Go Games overreaching business strategy and day-to-day profitability. He is also responsible for setting the general tone of the products and is deeply involved in the creative output. Ian also oversees the partnership and sales teams as they introduce Go Remote to the marketplace, securing clients such as Google, LinkedIn, Spotify, and Amazon. Whether coaching girls softball, shepherding 15-year-olds, soccer players across West Africa, leading juvenile felons across the swamps of Florida, or empowering his own employees, Ian's approach is the same. Embrace the uncertainty, lean into challenges, and wisely use one of the best tools we have to be successful, and that's play. Ian earned his BS in political science and environmental studies from the University of Colorado Boulder. He lives in Berkeley with his wife and three daughters. It is wonderful to have you. What a great background. Anything else you would like to add by way of background before we launch on into the conversation? Um, sure. Thanks, John. That's nice of you to read. Um, I would say we re- rebranded um, Go Remote, the virtual offering recently to Weave, um, W-E-V-E. So that's kind of a new development. Um, it's kind of a fun play on the word like we have um, also, you know, Weave together. Um, so that's, uh, that's a recent development. So that's the only thing I'd add. Okay, excellent. Excellent. So as we get started with this conversation, perhaps we can lay the groundwork, you know, a little bit more generally um, and talk about improving workplace culture and employee engagement. Now, that's that's the name of the game. That's literally what you are trying to do with your offerings in your company. So not only are you trying to help other organizations do this, but of course, you're trying to do this within your own organization, uh, with your own people. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, your approach, kind of your philosophy of, you know, healthy workplace culture and employee engagement, both in terms of how it 
manifests in the products you offer as well as internally within your team? Yeah, we're we're like a sort of patient number one um, or zero, whatever it's called, uh, because we have um, really been conducting the, the the culture experiment on ourselves first, because we went from a, a an, an in person in office company to fully remote uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, and uh, the, you know there are a ton of challenges that that we faced. Um, so uh, as we built a tool for companies to um, to connect with. Uh, you know, in this new remote environment, we were, we were the testers. Um, so uh, I'd say like, <laughs> the first thing is that like, it has to pass our smell test for, uh, for being um, like truly fun. I think one of the things we've, we've, um, we say, it's like, if, if this is something you do with your friends, like in your free time, it's probably a, a good product. And if it feels like that horrible sort of like punchline of team building, like the flight of the Concord song, team building 99 or whatever, you know, it's like, it is, it can be pretty, um, pretty forced and pretty weird. So we sort of start with like, is this something we think is really awesome and fun? Um, so I'd say that's kind of the, 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 the first before you even make the recipe that's sort of our overarching goal yeah well and I think I think fun and play uh, has a huge place within business and within organizational cultures and, and team dynamics and it's something you know that I think we undervalue a lot of times we we think uh, perhaps that it's not professional we need to you know we need to look more buttoned up and professional and when I when we're talking about fun and play at work it's not even necessarily like the Googles that have the, you know, the, the, the foosball and the ping pong and whatever, like maybe, maybe you have some of that, but we're talking about just making work, the environment, um, an engaging, fun, active environment where people get to try new things and experiment and learn and grow on a continual basis. And there's a lot of elements to, um, you know, you can gamify workplace environments uh, without just like having people go play ping pong for an hour. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what one of the, this, this new product we've, we've been working so hard on. Um, it's sort of the first iteration of it is this virtual game show. It's like a video conference, basically a gamified video conference where you can put, you know, six or 2000 people in there. Um, and, uh, and, and we've got a couple other iterations of it, but at its core, it's, it's a video conferencing tool, but it's, but it's got sort of game show, uh, gamified elements, which has been a great first case and be like, does this work? Is this really engaging? And, um, and it really, really is. And our, and our sort of follow-up products are going to be, um, just some more basic video conferencing meeting platforms, um, where we do take some of that fun and, and sprinkle it in. Um, because I think no one, no one's like, great, we've got it. Like a zoom meeting is the pinnacle of virtual in, uh, engagement for, for humans. Um, I think it's a really good first start. Um, but you know, I think that, that in, in ways it would, these things were designed, um, you know, they're functionally great, but it's almost like the, the aesthetic is the, is like a, you know, the cover of a CD ROM of a, of an old meeting software with like a glass table and, and, you know, people with a laser pointer and like office casual. We're like, no one likes those meetings, you know, like, why did we m make the paradigm, um, <laughs> that's you know, a good that, point. that sort of the North star, <laughs> um, like the, yeah. the best meetings are the ones that are like at a picnic table impromptu or, you know, around a campfire or at the bar after work. Um, so I think that there's a, a huge opportunity to to bring in um, some really playful, fun elements, even just to like video 
conference. Like, like if you have a meeting and it's your sales team, you've got a 40 minute meeting. It's like, do you want to do three minutes of trivia first or do like some funny fact match? Um, so that, that's what we're really hopeful that, that, um, that, that there's a, a big ceiling and we're not close to it yet. Um, so that we, we hope to fill that, fill that in with some of our fun. Yeah, that, yeah, that's great. Um, so you've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but let's, uh, look a little bit more closely at these virtual meetings. So I, I really liked your take on it. it. It is funny that, I mean, it's sad, funny, whatever word you want to use, that we 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 model, we seem to have modeled these uh, tools like Teams, Zoom, whatever, after the traditional lame meetings that nobody likes. <laughs> right. These boring meetings um, that that tend to be, you know, very, you know, quite, uh, ineffective. And, and yet that's, you know, that's been the model. So how do we shake that up? I mean, you, you, you just described a couple of things that you do, but how do you, how do you, how do leaders make those virtual staff meetings more effective, more engaging, uh, get people kind of hooked early on so you can engage with their energy? Yeah. I think that there, there are, there's some technological things like, um, where you can kind of play around with, the groups and the muting states. I think the, 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 par- the paradigm now, it's like one talking stick and like the loud, annoying person hogs it basically because they just keep talking and, and, and you, so you miss a lot of those dynamics. So we, we've put a, built a bunch of different modes that are ones called social mode, huddle mode, meeting mode, play mode. Um, so I think there's some technological things you can do to make it feel a little more um, uh, sort of natural. And then... Um, and then, yeah, as you as you alluded to, like a lot of the um, tr- like tricks we use are, are like games, like trivia, Pictionary, all the way to like, you know, if you're if it's like a crazy meeting and people are having beers, it's like we have like karaoke, all these things that you can just uh, at, at the click of a button um, start. So um, I think that that's um, that's a, like people are naturally like you know they want to play, they're competitive or or, or whatever, um, and and I don't think you need to make your meeting you know like. Chuck E. Cheese for for sixty minutes, but I think that like there is a, a way to get people um, in the flow, and I think you kind of go in immediately with like camera off, and your email open on another thing, and you're looking at your phone, and you know, and you're just you're there, but you're not really there. Um, so I think you know that's the hook. So in a meeting, if you can just put in, you know, it's like oh, I'm meeting with my European sales team. It's like oh, I'll grab the champions league trivia and we'll do a funny trust building thing and it'll take four minutes and then like and then you go into your meeting um, or you wrap up with it or you, you take a break in the middle um, but i think that uh, yeah those meetings can be a slog uh, you know for that long and 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 um so that's that's what we do is, is try to just yeah make it fun. yeah that that's that's really cool and i was thinking so back this last december we did a a virtual kind of holiday party um, with my team. And one of the things we tried to do very ineffectively was karaoke over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so we we tried and it was a mess and we still had some fun, but man, that, that you know, would have been a hit, I think, yeah. with, with my group. Yeah, one of the one of the other things that we do, I, I should say, and, and probably 90 five percent of our events are, are that you have a live host <clears throat> that is from our company um and it's a it's a there we have about you know 60 hosts who are the most engaging hysterically funny fun people who love 
kind of making magic happen um, between people in groups, sort of like. So, so you don't have to have like boring me be the MC for the event. You right. Can't. Or me or boring me. You know, it's like um, there uh, we, we just have met some really fun people even since the pandemic started who were, um, you know, just they were facilitators or coaches or bartenders, you know, a whole host of people. And they wanted to come and, you know, participate on this platform. Um, so that's also uh, one of one of our, our like our secret sauces is that is that like it is kind of hard when it's all on you, you know, and it's like, OK, I got to get people to come to my meeting. So I'm going to make this karaoke thing. And even if it's not the work of making the karaoke, just that it's on you, it makes it hard. So there's some, I think a big um, advantage to using our platform and it's and it's um you know right now you know like like i said it comes with most events is that there's just a, a, a person a real life person who um who is there who's um you know can facilitate run the karaoke run the trivia say the funny things um and that's pretty neat um so it's you know even even though some people do think that those people are are like ai because they get in there and there's this like person and they're like are you real um and one of our hosts is named al and the way their name appears it looks like ai a little bit like the a and the l and everyone is like are you ai and then al like you know acts like a robot for a minute and uh and then they reveal that no they're really a, a real person i'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from hci press bluer than indigo leadership the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. That, that's really fun. And I think the, the key here is just, you know, for people to kind of open their minds a little bit to the possibilities, right? Um, and to your point, for a meeting, like there are still things you have to get done. Uh, you're still trying to get through, you know, agenda items. And, you know, if it's a working meeting, you have to talk through things and you have to, you know, strategy meetings, you have to work through things, whatever. Like there are things you have to accomplish in meetings. You can't just play all the time. But if you build in, you know, an opening three to five minutes just to energize people, grab their attention, get them engaged, kind of prime the pump, you know, of their thinking to, to lead to better outcomes for the meeting, you you know, that's going to benefit everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. Like so many of the meetings that I jump on, I find myself, uh, you know, I, I, I do this calculus in my head. I'm like, okay, do, do I really need to be there? Probably not, but they invited me and they expect, expect me to be there. So I'm going to log in. I'm going to like 
at the very beginning, I'm going to like have my camera on, say hi, and I'm going to mute myself and I'm going to turn my camera off. And then I'm going to have my email going while I listen. <laughs> and then every now and then I might unmute myself to say something. And I think that's the, what the vast majority of people do. And so, you know, there's definitely a better way. Um, yeah. If we just think creatively. Yeah. I think one of the things too, we, we've seen, like we've thought about recently and, and we've experienced as a company is, um, you know, is maybe dialing back the video calls a bit. I think that we've, um, we've, you know, we've overdone it a little bit where every, everything is a, is a video meeting and, um, and it's tiring. So, and, and I think it's, it's understandable that people, including me are like, turn my camera off. I can't sit there and look at my weird self anymore. Or, um, and you can do, you can be just as effective on a phone call, like, like on a conference call or something like that. And so I think there's something we're going to learn. We're kind of learning it now. And in the future, we'll hopefully be better at it. And that's to, to use the video calls sort of sparingly when you really need, when you really want people engaged in that kind of immediate way. Um, and there are other meetings that don't need to, um, they don't need to happen like that because I think you're right. You, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm on those meetings too, where you're, you're like, Ooh, it's sort of like stealing your soul a little bit. So we want to, um, you know, introduce the idea that like, if you've got a video meeting, you know, make it count. And, and by that, it doesn't mean just like, okay, here's the, here's the link, everybody get on and put your headphones on. Um, but, you know, kind of honor people's time to be like, hey, this is going to be really, really cool and, and maybe a little bit different. Um, I don't know if, like, you're probably too young to remember, but when PowerPoint, like, the, the transitions came or the animations, <laughs> you remember how amazing Went that a little was? crazy, yeah. Yeah, people, people would be like, oh, my God, you, you got to go to John's meeting. You know, it's like, how did you do that? It's like, here's Q4. And then, like, whoop, the bars go up and then, like, the pie chart changes and, you know, everyone's like cheering like you know like they're watching star wars or something so i think that like you know there's potential to make these meetings um count a little more yeah yeah absolutely so so we've been talking about meetings a little bit but let's zoom out you know when we're looking at virtual teams we have distributed teams from all over the place it's one of the benefits i think of this pandemic is just it's kind of opened up people's um willingness and awareness of the opportunity to just have people working from wherever. So then you can tap into talent pools from, from all over the place. Now, certainly there were, you know, there were organizations that were doing this pre pandemic, but so many people were very hesitant and, and uh, not as inclined to adapt, to adapt to that kind of um, a model. But now after, you know, 18 months and, and so many organizations having gone remote uh, or hybrid in some way, they realize, yeah, we can totally have, people from all over the place. But of course, there are challenges there. Um, when you when you have a team that's not together physically, to put in place, you know, to, to really establish and maintain a positive, healthy workplace culture and to engage your employees and to bring everyone together and, and you know, have those synergies and do that remotely, that's a challenge, right? It's, it's hard enough to do that when you're all together in the same place physically. Uh, it's it's perhaps even harder when you're not, when you're just looking at each other through the screen. So what are, you know, how do we do that? How do we approach that as leaders as we're trying to, you know, tap into the benefits of distributed workforce and access to more skilled, talented labor, uh, but also, you know, reinforce the type of company culture we want and to really get the most out of our people uh, to drive yeah. success for the organization. If, yeah, I mean, that's the, the, the billion dollar question, you know, <laughs> uh, and I think that it's kind of a mix of some of the stuff we already know, which is 
be a good manager um, and and still make time for you know your one-on-ones um, even though because you're kind of always talking anyway and you're always on on calls and you're like well I'm kind of we're, we're sort of having our our you know our one-on-one here anyway but but really making you know making the time um, that because you can't go hey like let's go get a cup of coffee and check in about your goals um, it's all in the same medium um, so that's kind of I, I found that to be hard you know sort of tricky um and uh and then and then the other thing is to make make the time you know celebrate the the moments and um you know whether it's someone's work anniversary or you know all those the fun things you did in the office um and i think because you're all like together so much um technologically but you're not really together sort of like emotionally or you know spiritually or in in a in, in that way that that is like ooh you're in the break room and like John's wife made a cake you know um so the, those are the moments we think that are, that are really important to to celebrate and it's funny a lot of people will say well you know they reach out to us and like what do you have for like do you have a game for like an event for flag day or something? you know the people are like trying to invent all these reasons to celebrate with each other we're like you know what i mean we're like did we ever really even do anything for Halloween? But now it's like, we got to have a Halloween thing because like, because people, we, we really want to do that. Um, and, and that's hard. Uh, so we, it's funny, we, we have a bunch of different events and, and games that are themed around sort of off brand holidays that now all of a sudden people are celebrating, which is kind of cute. Yeah, great ideas, great ideas. Um, and you, you raise an important point. Like a lot of this is just like effective people management, effective leadership, um, whether we're talking in the work, physical workspace, if we're talking virtual, if we're talking hybrid, like we just have to be able to uh, be effective managers. And some of those same, you know, factors are, are certainly applicable. Like we, we still have to develop relationships of mutual accountability and trust with our people. We have to like have genuine, authentic relationships. Uh, is that harder to do when you're not in the same spaces as your people? Uh, probably, you probably have to be a little bit more deliberate about creating those opportunities, yeah, so. but it's, it's still very possible. You can totally do it. So, so we have to remember, like, we don't get a pass just because it's a little bit more challenging um, mm-hmm. to, to yep. do that. Uh, we have to check in with people. We have to, uh, you know, uh, establish clear expectations. We have to have performance discussions. We, you know, we just have to do the fundamentals and continue to do them, uh, consistently over time. And if we do that, whether we're together in person, we're, uh, you know, a distributed workforce virtually, or we're doing some sort of hybrid arrangement, uh, those, those same fundamental principles are still going to apply. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and getting together once in a while is fun too. So we're actually, this weekend, we're um, we have our, our in-person company retreat in Seattle, and so we're all going to meet. Half of us have never met before, um, so we're all going to get together and be be together in person for for a weekend, which is going to be bizarre and awesome mm-hmm. and fun. Because um, yeah, we've established these relationships with folks just all totally two dimensionally, um, and uh, so th- 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 I think there's still um, you know a, a place for that, and and I think folks will see that they probably have really you know, if they're, if you're not paying for an office, you've got budget to be, you know, to, to go make some, some cool in-person things happen. The same sort of principle, like we'll make it count. So it's like, we're going to really uh, try to give everyone like, you know, I don't know, not a peak experience, but something really memorable and really fun. Um, and, and, and we'll see how, if you, we can kind of, um, 
you know, like fill the fill the container with it with the in person stuff by by spending three really special days together. Um, but because I think there's yeah that that's imp it's important context to sort of like see people um, once in a while. So I think they're you know we got to do both. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's a really great point. There, one of the huge benefits of distributed workforce and virtual teams is just lower overhead costs, right? <clears throat> um, there's just lots of efficiencies that come with that. And so let's reallocate some of those savings towards, you know, people management relationship development and having some really good on-site opportunities or off-site, you know, gatherings where we go to a location and, and just have fun together. We can still do some work, but, you know, have some fun together too. We certainly did plenty of that before, you know? Hmm, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, sometimes people are like, gosh, is that a waste? Should we really, you know, spend money on you know this kind of excursion like we used to do those things all the time totally that was our old <laughs> business we used to run in-person team building events for, for 20 years we're like yeah we built a whole business around it so that's funny yeah. on our trip we're totally going to do some fun stuff like that and and um and i think it'll be hugely appreciated in this you know world yeah. of, uh, world of video conference meeting you know marathon yeah absolutely well, Ian, it has just been a real pleasure talking with you. Uh, I know at the time, the time has flown by and I want to be respectful and let you get you know, on to the rest of your day. But before we close today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about Go Game, find, about, find out about your team, uh, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, sure. Um, you can reach out to us at weave.co, W-E-V-E.co. Um, and our other website is thegogame.com. That's our in-person event. Um, the business. The final word is, you know, when you're on Google Meets and um, there's a little bottom, in the bottom right corner, there's a tab for activities. It's the very fun little triangle, square, and circle. And you click on it and it pops up and there's one thing. It says whiteboard. It's a lot of space. So actually it's, it should say activity because there's only one. There's not activities, but there's all this empty space there under where it says activity. And um, and I think that is a pretty good metaphor for this. We're like, that thing's going to be filled with other stuff. And, uh, and we hope to be kind of the, the content creators for what, you know, what will be in there. Excellent. Thank you so much, Ian. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what he can do for you and uh, what his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership 
will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.